Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ваших разговоров, что вы на самом деле думаете об этой войне, об этом позоре и о своем государстве. Ваши разговоры друг с другом, ваши звонки домой родным, мы слышим все это. That was entirely in Ukrainian. And I still understood it more than anything Joe Biden has ever said. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. To sign up to Blaze TV, you'll save 10 bucks with that promo code. And that's how they know you like this stupid show. Today we have Glenn Beck on BLM. Yeah, and the Great Reset. The Cuomo brothers. Big lawsuit today. There's lots of juicy stuff inside. We'll get to that as well. But we start by doing propaganda. You know, the White House had a little problem on their hands. No one believes anything that they say. And this is an issue for any White House. You want to control the public opinion just a little bit. You hope that your leaders and your spokespeople will go out there and convince people of whatever your spin is of the issue. But inflation's a funny thing. Inflation's difficult to spin. Inflation is a really tough thing to control because people notice it. When the prices go up at the gas pump, they can't help but see it. Back, even when they're not even stop, stopping for gas, they're passing the signs all the time. And when they have to fill up, and it used to be $40, and now it's $60, and now it's $70, and now it's $80, they tend to notice. When they go grocery shopping, and they're spending 20 30 40% more on those groceries, they tend to notice. You can't tell them the money they're giving to those stores, to the gas stations, Uh, isn't real money. There's no way to control that. You can't spin your way out of it. But we can't put it past the White House to at least try, can we? The White House decided to drag a bunch of weirdo TikTokers uh, to the White House to try to convince them to, I guess, pitch to their TikTok and Instagram audiences uh, the real facts about oil prices. And you'll be surprised to hear the real facts about oil prices and gas prices are that there's absolutely no fault of the, of the Biden administration. The Biden administration has no control over this. The Biden administration has not contributed to it in any way. In fact, all this does is prove that the Biden administration has been right the entire time. So, yes, a bunch of TikTokers went in there and decided to come out on the other side and approach their audiences and say a bunch of stuff and kind of regurgitate what they heard in the White House. And there's a reason why, yes, we can sit here and just make fun of TikTokers all day, and we shall. But there's a bigger point here. Here is uh, Ellie Zeiler. She's apparently a TikToker, and she's talking to you about the truth about gas prices. I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7, and here's what they said. The obvious reason, we're getting out of a two-year pandemic. When use goes up, price goes up. Obviously. But the call is predominantly about Ukraine and Russia, so how does that relate? Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do international trade. 
So with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. Now you might say that was kind of, you know, it wasn't a great analysis of the global oil markets, but I will say she's better than Jen Psaki. You know, I mean, that was a better pitch than anything Jen Psaki's done over the past few months. Uh, I like the fact that really can, she can only really remember one sentence of, at a time. The whole, I want to do this show that way. I want to record one sentence at a time and then just cut. And so that the entire show is just me remembering one sentence. I say it and then you guys go through and you edit the whole show up. It'll be the easiest thing in the world. I love that approach. Uh, again, like, did she seem like she had internalized any of that information or was she just regurgitating? You tell me. Of course, there's really smart, sarcastic people as well that went to the TikTok conference and came out on the other, the other side telling you uh, how you should feel about the war between Ukraine and, and Russia. Every single day you see a new theory about why Biden wants the gas prices up and how it's just to control us or something. And that Putin never invaded with Trump around, even though Putin did invade plenty of countries while Trump was around. I mean, I guess Syria didn't exist. Mm. I mean, when you swear, it makes it so much more powerful. That's not really what happened with Syria. Just um, we can go back and review that history uh, just a little bit. Are there a lot of people having I mean, I, I, I don't do people get influenced by this stuff? I don't know. Maybe it works. We are. If it does, we are a really dumb society. And I don't put that past our society, honestly, at this point. Some of this at least made some sense. I want to give you another clip. Um, this is a guy, I guess, who's on TikTok screaming at Vladimir Putin. Um, it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. No phone, no texting, no writing, nobody telling me what to say. This from the brain, from the heart, from the soul, from the streets. I'm a bitch from the streets. It's a good point. <laughs> when you say it that way, it really hits home. And I'm, I'm sure Vladimir uh, was uh, probably going to change. He's probably pulling out troops right now after seeing that video. Uh, this is all, of course, to serve this bizarre Putin gas price narrative. And look, as we've said, and you know, you don't like Joe Biden. I know you don't. You're probably watching the show. You probably don't like Joe Biden. You know what I've said to you? Recently, the large cost uh, increase in, in gas prices has been because of the war with Russia and Ukraine. Now, those prices have fallen back down a little bit, uh, but that didn't you, Ukraine and Russia had nothing to do with the previous, you know, eight, you know, 16 months of increases. It had nothing to do with all the policies that we went through earlier this week uh, when we showed all the different things that Biden has done to make the lives of oil companies and fossil fuel companies more difficult. This is not a secret. It's literally something he ran on. His, he campaigned on making life difficult for these companies so that we can get more green and all the nonsense that's associated with that. This is not a secret. This isn't something I'm making up. It's something he bragged about in the Democratic primary the entire time. And then he came in and he signed a bunch of executive orders on day one to make sure this outcome eventually happened. Now, look, the best look at this is just to say that they want to eventually get to some green world where we won't be polluting and blah, 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 blah. And if we lower prices too much, that is going to get deeper and deeper in the future. And as you know, our greatest existential threat is global warming. So we have to stop that. That's why 
we maybe need a short-term solution to back off these high gas prices. But long-term, this is not something they hate. This is something that Obama talked openly about as he was running for president, that they want to make these prices go higher. They want to put coal companies out of business. They bragged about this in their primaries, and now they're acting as if it's a crazy, unfair, racist assault to bring it up now. Well, this is the result of of policies like this. Now, look, Vladimir Putin invading uh, Ukraine makes this worse. It does. And it's not entirely Joe Biden's fault. Did he implement policies that made that more likely? Yes, we went over that as well. But I don't think it was his intent for that to happen. Uh, The bottom line, though, is it did happen and it is affecting all of us. And you can't get out of it. You can't spin your way out of this. It's just not possible. And the, the problem here is dragging a bunch of uh, TikTok stars to the White House and then having them regurgitate this stuff to their audiences is such a cynical thing to do. You're trying to you're trying to change the opinion of people who don't know what they're talking about. You're trying to change the, the, the view of people who obviously don't look at this stuff every day. You're trying to manipulate a vulnerable audience who can who might be affected by your lies. You know people who follow this stuff on a day-to-day basis aren't going to fall for this crap. So instead, you go to TikTok and you try to convince people who have never thought about it for more than five seconds. Hey, maybe if you're the first five seconds they've heard about this issue, then maybe they'll believe you. That is incredibly cynical, and it's not something the United States government should be involved in in any way. Now, if you're the Democratic Party and you want to drag some people in and try to inform them what to tell their TikTok audiences, I have no problem with it. They're going to lie a lot, and I'll have a problem with that. But the same thing with the Republican Party. You want to drag in people uh, to uh, the Republican Party headquarters and tell them what you think the spin should be on Biden. I guess you can go for that. But the, the federal government should have no role in this. This is bordering, if not crossing the line, into propaganda, and we shouldn't be doing it. It's a bad idea, and it doesn't stop here. Uh, we go back. If you go back a long time, you'll see Woodrow Wilson his uh, Committee on Public Information. We've talked about that in the past, mainly on radio, uh, because obviously whenever Woodrow Wilson is brought up, uh, you know Glenn's going to be around. Of course, he's on this show, obviously. He's just, he appears. I bring up Woodrow Wilson, Glenn Beck's coming on later. Uh, but, you know, this is a, was a real problem. They went around trying to convince people to get into the war, and it was a propaganda effort. That's what propaganda is, but it doesn't stop there. It also stops with ad- or starts with advertising. Advertising is something the United States government should not be involved in. Now, if you are a company, let's say like Pfizer, and you want to say, hey, you know what? Our vaccines are awesome. You should take them. I have no problem with that. Pfizer should advertise their product, just like Burger King should advertise their product. But the federal government should not be involved spending your tax dollars to advertise people come get what they say is a very helpful shot. That is not something the, 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 uh, the government should be involved in. Let me give you an example of it. We all need a boost from time to time. Yeah. Our family, our crew. Yeah, and now there's a boost well. for People each of like us you. that also helps everyone we're close to yeah. wherever we are. It's cold out. Where if you're at? 12 plus and vaccinated, your COVID oh, booster makes the, your protection even stronger. You'll do sit up better. If including you get against Omicron. Yeah. Your hair will it's turn a new purple, year a with effect. a stronger way to help us tackle COVID. All right. Look, you know, you know my feeling on vaccines. I'm not against them at all. But should the government be advertising them? And honestly, I, I add this as well. Should Pfizer uh, be advertising them on news programming? 
I mean, if you're going to come out and you're going to say, here are the facts about the vaccine, they probably shouldn't be advertising on your show that day. I mean, that's just uh, that's just a minor thing. But the government should not be convincing people to do this. Let me give you another example. A good old friends at healthcare.gov. Take care of your joy. Yeah. Roller skate. Yeah. Your hopes. Oh, and Ooh. your health. <laughs> Wear clothing that's too large. Go to healthcare.gov yeah. to shop for quality plans that are right for you. Yeah. New law, lower prices. More people qualify at healthcare.gov. I mean, maybe you don't need healthcare.gov if you wouldn't roller skate so dangerously. I mean, it seems like it could cause some serious injuries. Uh, again, if you need healthcare and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have health insurance. My guess is you know about healthcare.gov at this point. Do we really need to be advertising it? Is it a good idea to advertise it? When we have a program that the United States develops to supposedly help people who don't have healthcare, though I have massive problems with that program, should we be spending even more money to tell people to get on it so we can spend even more money when they sign up? Should we need to convince people to take free money for healthcare? Does that make sense? How about food stamps? I managed a phone store for about four years. The family I worked for, they ended up selling the business, so my hours were cut dramatically. I had a young child, so I kind of thought, you know, what's the best route for me at this point? Jamie started with us in the CNA program, and she has just been phenomenal to work with along the way, and it is just so great to see her progression. People that come into our center want to work. It's not that we don't want to do anything and we want food assistance because we want to sit at home. We just need to be able to feed our families while we're trying to do better for ourselves, too. You know, I, uh, who, who thinks that? Look, if you're hungry and your family needs food, you're probably going to go get food stamps or what they call, I guess, SNAP now. Uh, you need to do that, you need to do it. You know, the program exists. If you need food, you're probably gonna go take advantage of that program. Do we need to be cutting ads to convince more people? Like, hey, maybe you really do need food. Do you think people don't know that they need food? Is that really a concern? Is there ever a reason to run an ad to convince people that, for a, that they need to come sign up for a government program that's gonna give them free things? I just don't think that that's a need. I mean, we should only be uh, designing these programs, if we're going to have them, to people who absolutely desperately need them. And instead, we're trying to convince more people to get on who are somehow surviving it with other means. And we're just trying to say, hey, why don't you come over here? We'll give you free stuff instead. And this one, all these I think you probably agree with. You probably don't think we should be advertising uh, pr- uh, these, these products. But let me give you one that you might not agree with here. Because this one is, I, I don't think should happen either. Here is a commercial for the U.S. Army. Code Fighter. You look like you're in the Matrix. Virus Hunter. Lasers. Special effects. Wavelength. Yes. That guy's cutting. He's playing Fruit Ninja, I think. Yes, you can build buildings in the Army, too. That's right. Start here. Join the U.S. Army. Now, look, you know uh, me. I really appreciate the Army and our armed services, and I value what they do a lot more than people on the left do. I guarantee you that. 
But here's the thing. I don't know that it's a good idea to advertise uh, even the military. An advertisement is in and of itself a favorable look at a product or a service. You know, you don't you don't get you don't often get Dunkin Donuts. We've got a new sausage, egg and cheese sandwich. And I'll tell you, it's delicious. It probably will kill you if you eat too many of them, though. Uh, Watch your cholesterol. Maybe only come here once in a while. Dunkin Donuts. That doesn't happen. Right. Dunkin Donuts tells you it's freaking delicious. So you go in there and you have to be able to internalize a one sided positive message and then try to figure out for yourself whether you should take part in that service. You know, whether it's vaccines, whether it is Obamacare, whether it's food stamps, whether it's uh, even the U.S. military, your decision, no part of that decision should be made because you saw a commercial on TV. Look, the truth is that propaganda from our government is not something we should accept in any form. Propaganda is the dissemination of information, facts, arguments, rumors, half-truths, or lies to influence public opinion. We are right to criticize it when it happens in Russia, and we should not aspire to be more like Russia. Sure, there is a pretty clear difference between advertising Obamacare or food stamps and for the allegation that, you know, Jewish Ukrainians are actually secret Nazis. But there's probably a difference between a tiny bit and a giant dose of heroin, too. That doesn't mean you should tie off and give it a whirl. Our government should never spend a dollar to advertise anything ever. I want a constitutional amendment. No more government commercials. No vaccines, no matter how wonderful they may be. No Obamacare. If you need health insurance, you should be able to track it down without a commercial. Not food stamps either. I'm pretty sure if you're going to go hungry, you're going to figure out that food stamps exist. And honestly, not even the military. If you're going to risk your life for this country, that is a decision, and it's a laudable decision that should be made with self-reflection and consultation with your family and friends and faith, not influenced by a splashy production in the middle of the third quarter of the Rose Bowl. Furthermore, our government should not be collecting a bunch of 18-year-old dunces famous for lip-syncing and doing Kardashian dialogue while jiggling in short shorts. That's a bad idea. We shouldn't be telling them to go out there and pitch propaganda about the nuances of the global oil markets on an app controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. This is not something I should need to say. This winter, upgrade your life, upgrade your daily routine, upgrade everything with Bespoke Post and their new sensational lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers are going to help you uh, pick the right Box of Awesome. And honestly, there's pretty much no matter what you're into they've got a box of awesome for you. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. It's really customizable. You can just check it out sometimes. You can give it as a great gift as well. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear, usually a lot more than $70. So make sure to check them out. Box of Awesome uh, is great because it also helps support small businesses. 90%, 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up and coming brand. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code STEW at checkout. 
That's boxofawesome.com. The code is Stu. Get 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code is Stu. I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck. His newest special is coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's next. Tonight, it's BLM's Scam Exposed. Money, mansions, Marxism, and apparently alliteration. Be sure to stay tuned right after this program. You called me illiterate? <laughs> no, no. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, first of all, can we start with the BLM thing? You, you've been exposing the BLM, and not even like, it's not even BLM the slogan or BLM no, it's the movement. BLM Inc. BLM Inc. It's, yeah. it, this really is a financial operation. Yeah, it's BLM Global Network, and that, that's really an important distinction to make um, because there's something shady going on there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, we exposed that two years ago. Mm -hmm. We showed you, hey, something's not right. Um, wait until you see the update. Uh. This is a process that's interesting because I remember a couple of years ago you talking about this, and you were like, this doesn't seem right, and this doesn't seem right, and this doesn't seem right. But we couldn't put all the pieces together. Over time, uh -huh. there's yeah. sunlight that, that shines. A lot of the pieces are there. Mm. But what's the biggest piece we didn't know we were missing, that we were asking, how are these companies just giving all this money to BLM? What is that all about? Now that you have the great reset piece in, mm. oh, my gosh, does it all just fit in and work. Yeah. It's remarkable. Right. Remarkable. Uh, we are going through a version of the Great Reset right now. Uh, you've mentioned this with Russia, what's going on with Russia yeah. and Ukraine this morning, the big speech by Zelensky to, uh, to Congress in an effort to get us to help more. And we're already helping quite a bit publicly. They want us to do more. Will this work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can't predict anything anymore. Yeah. Yep. Now edit at this point in case it doesn't happen. Nope. Uh, I have, I have, I really don't know. I do know that uh, I've not seen anything quite like this in any other war that we've gone into. Um, we are on the road to real financial trouble. Today is a day that um, Russia defaults on one of their big bonds. Uh, they're supposed to pay $114 million today to one of the big banks. They can't, even though they have the rubles, even though their ruble, one ruble is worth one penny now. They say they have the rubles, but they can't transfer them in and uh, make them into dollars, which the bond says they have to be paid in because we won't let them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to default. And when somebody defaults on something, what happens? The bank, this case, the central bank, just takes it back. Yeah, we're going to take that back, repossess it. Mm -hmm. Russia is not happy about that, okay? They have gold and bonds held in Western banks, and they're not just going to lose that. So that's why they're working with India uh, to come up with a new system, China, Saudi Arabia. They are building an alliance, an Axis power right now. When all of these things happen, that is just just the default today. Now, they have a 30-day grace period, um, so it may not happen right away. But what they're afraid of is this is the beginning of the CDOs uh, that caused the problem in 08, that that's going to spike through. 
and there won't be enough liquidity, which will mean the central bank has to print more dollars, inflation goes up. We're looking at a real problem. And Congress hasn't done anything on this. The people we voted for haven't done anything on this. Where's the paper trail on all of this? I've never seen a leader of a head, uh, a, a head of a nation, non-NATO, non-England, um, coming and speaking in front of our Congress about we need your help. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and there's been several times that this happened. I don't remember it. Um, but the people that would have had to approve that were Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. These guys are not exactly the war hawks. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. And he came to front of Congress and said, we need either a no-fly zone or we need uh, drones. Wait, we wouldn't give you, we wouldn't give another country older-ish planes to replace their really old planes <laughs> right. so you could go get them at night in a third country. That was too much for us, but drones we would do? Uh, okay. Or a no-fly zone. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I do know this. This is going to cost the American people a, a price tag that nobody has any idea yet um and they'll they'll pay it at the grocery store they'll mm. pay it with their freedom i know that there's there it's not just white and black like this there are shades in between but we also can't well should we do nothing should we just let this happen and and root for ukraine and hope they do great so again what back should to we the, do got back to the paper trail who's responsible see this is the problem with bureaucracy there's never anybody that has the answer. That's the system. Right, right. That's right. the system. Mm -hmm. Who's responsible for the collapse of oil or the collapse of the dollar in the end? Is it Putin? Is it Biden? Is it the banking system? Is it this collection of all of these companies that, what, did they have a big meeting? How did that happen? Mm. I've never seen that before in my life. Who convinced them? And they're going to be the ones that are actually causing the problems of the default. So our dollar may in the end be no longer the world's reserve currency. It's not, it's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not Congress's fault or the Senate. Mm. It, it's really not Putin's fault, but it's also not Amazon's fault or Bank of America's fault. Right. <laughs> Whose fault is it? There's nowhere to There's point nowhere to, to put the blame. So, uh, and well, no voice for the American people. Where is our voice? Where is our voice mm. in this? Well, because we're the ones affected here. I think this is one of the things that's interesting about this. A lot of people I talk to about Ukraine and Russia, they say, look, it's Ukraine and Russia. I, obviously, you care about the people there. Big time. But it, there's, a, there's an element of, it's way over there. It's their issue. I hope they work it out well. Where I keep coming to this is saying that there are a lot of ramifications that are going to be paid here in this country with our people, with us, not only economically, but, I mean, as it approaches NATO, it could get even darker than oh, yeah. that. So that buffer state of Ukraine is nice, and I'm, I, yep. I want that to remain. Uh, what are we going to be facing here, I know you see dark things kind of coming. I always do, though. <laughs> well, that's, I always that's do. The only thing I have that gives me hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hopefully, at least it's consistent. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
I think that this is it. We talked on radio today, uh, in hour number three, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast. Um, Stu and I talked about a change in me. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to figure this out uh, for 20 years. I, I, I mean, you remember when I first was talking to professors all over the world about revolutions, how they happen, looking for the things that they all had in common. And I put them up on my chalkboard in my office, and I'm like, well, they've only got about a third of those. They have all of them now, okay? So we are ripe for the picking for a revolution. Um, and I thought back then, how, how are you going to do this? And, you know, we went through the Tides Foundation and George Soros and Barack Obama with the Marxists and all the way to BLM. It wasn't until the Great Reset. Now I see the system that everything has to fall into. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it will be the Great Reset. Um, now, for the very first time, and it was freaky when it, when it happened to me here just a few days ago, I was, I no longer was thinking about how is, who's going to pull this off? How's this going to pull off? I don't know exactly how, but I know where it's falling into, and I think it's soon, and war has a lot to do with it. Mm. Um, But now I'm thinking, how does my family, your family, our families, what is it like on the other side of it? And that's presented a whole new line of questioning for me, and we'll get into it. We we touched on a couple of them on radio, but... um, um, it's going to affect uh, food. That is absolutely coming. Massive shortages of food that is coming. It's going to affect our dollar. Inflation will be worse until our money is transformed into a programmable digital currency. Most people will say that's nonsense, but most people haven't read the white papers from the IMF, the white papers from the Fed, the white papers from the Department of Treasury. They don't know about the Hamilton Project. This has been in the works for a long time. Um, it's the first thing that you're going to feel is, and, and you will be deceived because the price of gas will go down at first because of what's happening in China. And people will look and say, oh, well, this isn't hurting us with gas. No. China is closing its doors again because of COVID. And so they're closing their doors in the last fit of COVID. It's going to affect again the supply chain, what we can get. Russia, Ukraine, that's 20% of the world's wheat and, and food. 20, was it 12% of all calories consumed by the world come from Russia and Ukraine. Um, and we can't get fertilizer here. So mm. you're going to see it first as a good thing at the gas pump, then in continuing inflation, then real expensive food more than now, and then a collapse in the world. Um, I think it's going to be bad here, but it won't be like it is in the rest of the world, hopefully. Uh, you will see real starvation in, in parts of the world mm. soon. Uh, so you, you, I know we're going to be talking a lot about what comes next on radio in, in the coming months, but t- talk to me about how you get through what is coming soon. Is it buying food? Is it being prepared in that way? How, do, how does a family prepare themselves for this? So um, the whole thing, it's like local. Think locally, mm-hmm. you know, think 
think globally, act locally. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like what we've learned um, politically, uh, that really it's our states and our local communities that we have to change first. And if we don't have control of them, you'll never change Washington. Mm -hmm. um, this is even more local. This is um, put your family together on solid ground. Make sure you have the food and the things that you're going to need. That's you know, going to the store and buying food. The more food you buy now, don't tell people because it'll be called hoarding and it will become against the law. But the more food you buy now, just because of the inflation of the dollar, you'll have food when you need it. When that macaroni and cheese box is twice as expensive, that's when you can start to think to dip into that extra box that you bought every time you went to the store currently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but it's, it's really important that you are surrounded by like-minded people. You don't want to be the only one that thinks like you think. Um, because what's going to happen is when this really hits, the money is going to be the key. When they change the currency, that is the new world order. Okay, um, That's the last shoe to drop. That's the key. So they change the money. It's going to happen so fast. The banks will be closed. It'll be like TARP, remember? All of a sudden, they said, uh, we found out last night that uh, the whole world econ economy was going to fall apart. That will be said again. And this time, it won't be TARP. This time, it will be a new currency. And they'll have bank closures. They will switch the currency. Um, you'll get... Maybe maybe 60 cents on the dollar, maybe 75. And if you're in the right group, you know, protected class, you'll get more. If you're a white male that has a lot of money, you'll get less. And most people will be so freaked out by it that they'll just sign up mm -hmm. because they need the help. That's where your family needs to be today to decide Am I going to be a part of that? And am I going to take that? Because you will forever be controlled by the system. I don't know exactly how we make it on the other side when the system will not allow us to buy the things we want to buy and hunts those who don't want. But I don't want to be a part of that system. The only way I think you survive is by being around like-minded people who feel the same way, who have the same kind of values that understand God and that God is love, not violence, um, and understands sharing, uh, understands we're headed towards a different world. Be around those people wherever you can find them and start talking about these things now. Because when it happens, it will happen so fast, there will be no time for talking about it. Mm. All right, Glenn Beck, the new special is BLM Scam Exposed, Money, Mansions, and Marxism. It's coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a lot more on this on radio as well in the coming uh, weeks and months. As always, check out Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash stew. Promo code is stew. You'll save 10 bucks. Glenn, thanks for stopping in. Thank you. Vice President Kamala Harris will be hitting the road more frequently in the coming weeks and months. Sources familiar with the plans tell The Hill. With COVID-19 cases declining across the nation, Harris will be spending more time crisscrossing the country and touting the successes of the administration. She seems like a job that is, 
Uh, this is not a lot of responsibility in that job. What are you going to do? What are you touting? Hey, uh, we haven't c- exploded yet. There's that. Um, that's about it. Uh, she is, they are saying Harris is going to become Biden's road warrior, which I think is a Mad Max reference. I mean, Kamala, do we have Kamala as the uh, road warrior? I think, uh, there you go. That's going to be a disturbing issue, uh, image. Is going to be in your mind for quite some time. I apologize for that. Biden's uh, handling of the economy, uh, not going so well. And this is interesting. If, if you're going to have someone go and tout your successes, do you want someone... Uh, who is the subject of all those successes having these types of numbers and polls? I don't think so. Record high, 70% of the general public say they disapprove of Biden's response to inflation. Uh, Biden's handling in gas prices, 70% say they disapprove. Only 28% say they approve. Uh, overall, a, a disapproval is at 58%. It's an all-time high, according to the poll. Things not going well for the Biden administration. The only people it's going worse for are the Cuomos. And, of course, as you may know, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com, and Chris Cuomo is worse.com. It's true. Both of them in the news today. A health, uh, the health agency under Cuomo misled the public on nursing home deaths. Gee, where have you heard that before? Other than this freaking show every night for months and months and months. The administration of Cuomo failed to publicly account for the deaths of only about 4,100 nursing home residents in New York. Uh, The audit found uh, health department officials at times underreported the full death toll by as much as 50 percent Unbelievable. From April 2020 to February 2021, our audit findings are extremely troubling. They said in a statement, the public was misled by those at the highest level of state government through distortion and suppression of the facts when New Yorkers deserved the truth. And there's an argument to be made that Andrew's trying to buck up for a run to become governor again. Uh, There was a poll. I think we told you about this earlier this week that came out that had him only five points behind Kathy Hochul, who's the current a uh, governor that stepped in after Cuomo was removed or uh, st- technically stepped down. Uh, the, the, he's running ads for himself. It's really weird. And either he just really wants to burn through this money or he's thinking about running, running himself uh, potentially for governor. Who knows what else? We'll see as we go forward. He also might get some new money from Chris Cuomo because Chris Cuomo is suing CNN uh, he's launched a big lawsuit, $125 million in cash. Amazing. As a result of Turner's, that's the company, parent company of CNN, indefensible choice to unceremoniously fire him. Cuomo has been damaged in countless ways, says the lawsuit. Cuomo has had his journalistic integrity unjustifiably smeared, making it difficult, if not impossible, for Cuomo to find similar work in the future. Actually, what makes it impossible is his performance. He's uh, uh, did not do a good job over at CNN and uh, they did fire him unceremoniously. Uh, It was very defensible, however, and it was very justified. So those claims are pretty ridiculous. He says he wants one hundred twenty five million dollars and go into arbitration about it. He says that covers the salary and future wages lost as a result of CNN's efforts to destroy his reputation in violation of the agreement. But Chris Cuomo destroyed his reputation on his own. That wasn't CNN's doing. That was his doing. He says they broke their agreement basically because they uh, were bashing him and other people on CNN were bashing him. 
and uh, they weren't allowed to as a, uh, because they had a non-disparagement agreement. We'll see where this goes. I mean, this is obviously just, uh, you know, he's holding up the bank. He's a bank heist, uh, and he's going to put a gun to their head, and hopefully they give him some cash. That's basically what's going on here. We will follow all the developments, and of course, you can get your Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo gear at andrewcuomoisawful.com or chriscuomoisworse.com. So if you are in the housing market, you know what the last couple of years have been like. And really, since the whole pandemic came and everyone kind of freaked out and then it started coming back and people started saying, you know what, I want to move out of New York. I want to move out of California. I want to move somewhere other than some blue state. They've been locking me down for a while. They've moved to Texas, moved to Florida, moved to Tennessee, moved to places where there's more freedom. That's only part of the story when it comes to the housing market, but it is a big part of the story. And now if you are moving to a new place or you're selling your home in maybe a red state where people are moving into, you know that the real estate market has been crazy and you can make a lot of money, maybe more than you thought, off of your home in a shorter period of time. But to do that, you have to have someone who knows what they're doing. You need a real estate agent that you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, you want to get the most money, have the best transaction possible. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right agent for you at realestateagentsitrust.com. You can rate and review the program wherever you listen to your podcast. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. This stupid show. It's comical listening to Glenn talk about sports, so I get my sports fix from this stupid show. Takes my mind off the great reset in ESG, if only for a moment. <laughs> yeah, it's only, you're only going to get a moment, unfortunately. Uh, but I will say um, thank you for reviewing the show, giving it five freaking stars. And remember, when we review this podcast, it not only helps us, but it also hurts others. And that's the most important thing. On YouTube. YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. Get every episode. Comment below. I really appreciate it when you comment. It really means a lot to me. In reality, it's probably more just fleeting, and I'll appreciate it for a couple of seconds. But, hey, that's better than nothing. Uh, Jimmy writes, uh, loads of respect to Brian Sack. Yeah, for sure. Easy to get mad and complain. He's doing something. And, I mean, let's not demean being mad and complaining. I'm doing that. I mean, I'm not doing what Brian's doing. But, yeah, he's a hero. Um, I love your stupid show. Also, love your old stupid show. Any chance we could get all of the episodes of The Wonderful World of Stu on Blaze TV? Now, they were all up at one point, though I checked uh, the other uh, the day, and it now just says season one and has ten episodes, but it's actually our last season. So if you like that show, uh, we'll ask. We'll see if we can get all the episodes up for you. Uh, I guess Stu is pushing only for disposable cups because he can sell more. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com cups. What a genius plan it is. Everything comes back to either Nancy Pelosi sucks pens or Andrew Cuomo is awful mugs. And Gail writes in about, uh, this is about Kyrie Irving, who thinks the world is flat. The basketball he plays with is actually flat. That's deep. Back in a second. Okay, so here's what happened. Back in 1997, I think it was. Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, they're, they're in a championship fight. And you may remember Mike Tyson kind of leaning over ever so gently on the, uh, take a little nibble 
out of the ear of Evander Holyfield, you know, bit part of his ear off. It was a pretty weird moment. I remember watching the fight like this. What the hell is going on? This is what, we weren't talking about masks back in the day. We were biting people's ears off. That was sports. Well, anyway, uh, so that I guess there's been enough time has gone by where now Mike Tyson could just do a blatant cash grab and make money off of it. He's now endorsing Mike's Bites. These are... The tweet that announced it, holy ears, instead of Holyfield, holy ears, they're finally here. Go get your mic bites now. They are pot edibles in the shape of a bitten ear, which is, which is good. I will say if, uh, you know, the guy is a convicted rapist and it's good that he's celebrating the ear crime rather than the other one, because that would be, isn't it weird that like Mike Tyson was just accepted back into society? We don't normally do that with convicted rapists. Uh, but uh, we did in this case, so good job, America. We're back uh, with more tomorrow. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go to subscribe, and uh, the co- promo code is stew. Save 10 bucks. We'll see you then. <laughs>